there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands Still. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Shouldn't you be at work? It's a lovely chip! Oh, it's a brilliant goal! From Lord Bohedon! Still it's not away. Southgate shot. Milosevic scores. DPR could do with a bit of magic from him. Maybe this is it. It is! Andy Sinton from nothing. Power whatsoever, but Taibi has made a horrendous error. Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh. He no. Hello, and welcome to Quickly Kevin Will He Score? I'm Chris Gull, and welcome to part two of Private Lives. Yes, 22 of 1989's hottest up-and-coming footballers are asked a series of bizarre questions. And in this two-part episode, this kind of mini-series, we are, myself, Josh and Ivor Graham, we're going through each answer to figure out what the hell is going on. Now, obviously, in the last episode, if you're a subscriber, you would have heard the stories of Gary Pallister's pathetic driving. Well, big news. In this one, there's even more astonishing insight on our heroes from the 90s and beyond. So, if you want the full version of this episode, don't forget, you can become a Quickly Kevin fan club member via anotherslice.com forward slash Quickly Kevin or on your Apple podcast app. And as we're recording this now, just a few hours ago, myself and Ellis James recorded an interview with Dean Saunders that will go on the fan club as well later this month, you lucky, lucky people. But also don't forget, while I'm here, there's one quick Kevin live show this year in May at the London Palladium and it's going to be very special we've got more details on it on that night coming out very very soon so stay tuned but for now please enjoy this a little excerpt from the full episode with Private Lives part 2 with Josh Widdicombe Ivo Graham some brilliant chat in this but hey find out for yourself here it comes all right, back to the matter at hand. This is episode two of Private Lives. You can check out episode one uh, on the, the feed. I think Paul Ince likes snooker. Oh, did you see it? No, I just thought... No, that's a genuine guess. Yeah. I had... What? Correct. He was the only person I could remember. 
Oh, he played for West Ham. Yes, he's actually a West Ham player. Oh, they're their scouting game. network, and this is incredible. It's incredible, isn't it? This is a Paul into West Ham. He's pictured with Nigel Benn, and Nigel Benn in the West Ham kit, and uh, Paul Lynch there in Nigel Benn's boxing uh, wow. shorts and gloves. How good is that? I like that they've greased up Paul Lynch. Oh yeah, he looks like he looks he's sweat. He looks like he's sweaty, like he's had a workout. Yeah, this is the, the the very tail end of the eighties. Look how short those shorts are. Yeah, incredible, absolutely incredible. A short shorts back. I feel like they're back. I don't now. know. I don't know. They're more practical. It did get silly in the nineties, didn't it? They're way too long. Surely you'd be better because runners wear short shorts like that. So surely it's better for you. Well, runners wear kind of cycling shorts, don't they? Yeah, but you wouldn't sell as many. Uh, football kits if they were skin tight, I suppose. That's true. Now, uh, we're on Paul Ince. Do you want some Paul Ince insight? Yes. How many O-levels did you get? Let's have a guess. Oh, God. Well, you don't want to be rude, do you? With your guess. Six. I'll tell you, you might as well be rude. He says you didn't get any. Oh. But he's quite a clever bloke. That surprises me. Well, I suppose he knew where his life was heading. Yeah. What's he want to do when he's invisible? Let's have a look. Does he does he mention this? I don't think they. We could just do the whole book on the invisibility question. Yeah, that's. Can we just do that? <laughs> that to me is the absolute win. Well, uh, he's, he is asked if you could be a fly on the wall. Where would you most like to be? And I'd say he's yeah. taken the Ivo Graham approach here. So Alex, he Ferguson's says he'd office. like to the off the curb offices. Um, he says he'd like to be in the manager's office on a Friday afternoon when he picks the team. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> but are you not worried you're going to hear something? That you can never unhear. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear something that's going to demoralise you for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm looking at photos from 2017 on my phone, Josh, I'm not doing it because I think it'll make me happy. I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm a glutton for willful punishment. Um, do you... Who was the manager of West Ham, Chris, in uh, 1989? John Lyle. Good good character. Fun wall uh, to be a fly on. By all accounts, a good man, but very tight with it, with money. Very. He, this is back in the day when managers would run the almost the entire club. So he was doing the negotiations for new contracts personally. Right. So he had a bit of a reputation. Which other sportsman would you most like to be, and why? And I will ask you to recall the snooker question. The way he answered the question. About Steve snooker. Davis. Bang on, snooker star Steve Davis. He's dynamite under pressure. Dot dot dot. And rich. Oh. <laughs> they are money obsessed. It's obsessed, isn't they? Isn't that mad that Paul Ince, a footballer, is jealous of the earnings of a snooker player? Mm. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, that, I wonder at what point that this is probably the end of that era. This is probably the last time a footballer said I was jealous of a sneaker player's earnings. At what point did Paul Ince start? Paul Ince's bank account overtake Steve Davis's, do we think? Oh, great question. Uh, within a year of this, I'd say. Was it in 1989? No way. I think Steve Davis has made a lot of money. Oh, you're probably right. Steve Davis was, was doing a lot of ads. He was quite, he was very big as a thing. I reckon. Within two years of signing for Manchester United, Paul Ince has outstripped the earnings of Steve Davis. Do you? The annual yeah. income or the collective earnings? Surely not yeah, the collective Yeah, I I surely not the collective earnings. Steve Davis has been the biggest snooker player in the biggest decade for it. I'd say there's a world in which if Davis has invested well, Paul Ince has never been richer. 
than Steve Davis. Oh, wow. Is that mad? I think that's quite a good call. I mean, he's gone to Inter and then he's gone to Liverpool. He's got to have made some quite good money. But Steve Davis, he strikes me as canny with his money as well. (laughs) I love when did Paul Ince's income overtake Steve Davis's. This is is pure, pure Kevin. This is vintage quickly Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's what. Here's another one. What do you want for your birthday? A lifelong contract from John Lyle. Can I ask you this? Didn't Paul Ince leave West Ham in yes. quite bad circumstances? Yeah, he did in 1989. Did he? Yes. Yeah, so probably like a month after this, he's asked this. So this is Christmas '89. Yeah, I think. Well, probably they've prepared it slightly later in the year. Yeah. Maybe he didn't get his contract. So what? Didn't he leave and come on? The pitch in a Man U tracksuit the day he left or something. You've almost remembered that, right? He was going on holiday and um, the deal with Manchester United was done. So he, he had some pictures done with him holding the Manchester United shirt. They said, we'll pop those in a drawer, go on holiday. When the deal's all done, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll announce it. And there was uh, an issue with the transfer. Is this in the medical. summer? This is in the summer. And while he was on holiday, someone in the, I think it was the Express newspaper, found the filed pictures of Paul Ince holding a Manchester United shirt and published them. Saying, look at this, Paul Ince poses with a Manchester United shirt. The deal isn't done. And then, because the transfer hadn't gone through, I think because of a medical issue, he had to come back to West Ham. And that is where most of the controversy lay. Oh, so he was already. He had to then resume his career at West Ham. Yeah, he then had to, and then was being booed in a West Ham shirt called a Judas, and then he eventually left. Yeah, after a couple of after a month, the deal was resurrected. Oh, what? So there was a point when it looked like he wasn't going to go to Man U at all. I think it was always on the cards, but he did have to come back to West Ham with a tail between his. With his oh God! His yeah. So do you feel sorry for him in that situation? I do because he was a stitch up. That kind of thing happens yeah. all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, like having your press shots done before you announce. Yeah, it. it's just a bit of a. Yeah, bit of a stitch up. That's real old skull against new skull. The betrayal what? of the what six year old West Ham fan versus <laughs> the media man who understands that there are time frames for everything. Contracts get hammered out. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, interestingly, I'm having a debate with West Ham. I'll drop this little bit of insight into the the feed at the moment. I'm having a debate with West Ham about... I'm the host of the official West Ham podcast and and bringing Paul Ince back into the fold. Wow. And whether it's too controversial for even West Ham fans now. My position is, I don't think anyone really cares now. And it'd be nice to kind of rehabilitate him somewhat. Yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, if you do, it would get you a bit closer to knowing about how his lifetime earnings compare to Steve Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and whether he could have done with a bit more of that Steve Davis grace under pressure in 98. Just three kicks before batting. <laughs> say I get Paul Ince confirmed for the podcast and then I say, can I have Steve Davis as co-host? And can we make it a bit financially themed? Steve Davis is from Romford. So is, is Steve Davis a West Ham... Is he... A West Ham fan? No, I don't think he's a football fan. Or these are very local. I, I 
I've never bumped into him in a West Ham context, but he is. A, I have bumped into him locally. There was a time. Have I told you this story, Ivo? That once um, me and Tom Crane uh, of this parish were working at a local radio station, and Steve Davis had the slot before us or after us, and I asked Steve Davis for a selfie. But his equipment was failing and he was really obviously stressed out. And looking back, I should never have asked Steve Davis for a selfie. <laughs> Steve Davis said no. And oh. and Tom absolutely lost his mind with awkwardness. <laughs> but then the follow-up to it in the weeks following was that Steve Davis obviously felt quite guilty about telling me, saying no to the selfie because he was so stressed out. But then Steve Davis was asking me if I wanted a selfie Oh, and, no. And I found the whole thing. Oh, By then, God. I was so like... Steve Davis kept saying to me stuff like, um, we'll have that selfie. Yeah, we'll have that selfie. We'll like, have yeah, that yeah, selfie yeah, yeah. like it's a drink. Oh, God, yeah. I've buried that memory. Is It's so awkward. Uh, I once uh, I once had... Uh, Steve Davis had to give me a push start in a car. <laughs> but, I mean... Have we all got these Steve Davis stories? Uh, where was he giving you a push start? So when I was the uh, host of Fighting Talk, uh, <laughs> to celebrate the BBC's coverage of the World Snooker Championship, we did a snooker special, which was filmed um, for iPlayer at Barry Hearn's house, <laughs> um, which doubles... No, it's not his house. It's, it's his old house in the country, which is now the home of Matchroom Sport. And Steve Davis was on the panel. So Steve Davis was on the panel. So that's another Hazel 200 Irving quid that he's got that Paul Ince doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Hazel Irving was on the panel. Steve Davis, Richard Osman and Barry Hearn. Um, and then um, for the intro, they wanted, because the snookers obviously associate with the 80s, me to turn up. They'd, they'd hired an 80s car. And I was to turn up with Steve Davis. They were going to have all of us in, but Richard Osmond just didn't really fit in and he felt it would be unbecoming to get out of this car. He literally didn't fit um, in the car. It was quite a tight little 80s car. I don't know anything about cars. So I had to drive down the road with Steve Davis. Um, and then the plan was we'd turn around and we'd be filmed arriving at Barry Hearn's offices. But we broke down um, <laughs> just around the corner. And so Steve Davis had to get out and give me a push start. So there you go. That's the Steve. He is a lovely man. And when he supported Blur at Wembley this summer with his DJ set, I actually saw him afterwards and he uh, came up to me and we had a lovely chat. Oh, do you have a selfie? I didn't have a selfie. Famously no. never ask him. We'll have yeah. that selfie. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he just do the selfie there and then? Oh, because it... Uh... We were, no, 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 stu- not the first time. I understand the first time, totally. Yeah. He was stressed, he had to go live on the radio. When he's saying, we'll have that selfie, what's going on that's preventing it happening at that point? you could take a selfie quicker than you could say the sentence, we'll have that selfie. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was on the slot before, we were on the slot after, so it was always like one of us was getting ready or one of us was on air, so it was like, wow. <laughs> we'll have that selfie. Next week, next week, we'll have that. <laughs> I'd honestly say... That is one of my most awkward things that ever happened in my life. <laughs> Steve Davis. There's so much snooker. Like, what are your favourite hobbies? Snooker. And collecting jazz funk records. <laughs> I think snooker was kind of their golf in a way. Yeah. Probably 
probably from an affordable situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Sanuka was a big Essex thing as well, like Steve Davis and there was, Ronnie, it was O'Sullivan. Ronnie O'Sullivan. It was huge in Essex, even growing well, up. Barry, that's because Barry Hearn was the head of Matchroom and he's from Essex. So I think that... But did we snook, I used to go to snooker clubs when I was a kid. Did you not have? Did you have loads of snooker clubs around you? Was that just? No, is that it, I think it's self-perpetuating, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. if snooker's big in an area, like Mark Williams, uh, the snooker player, is from the same, or is it Matthew Stevens? Um, but they're they're kind of from the same area in Wales as Terry Griffiths and Ray Reardon, I think. Um, yeah. And so I think it's kind of self-perpetuating. If you've got these icons from the area, it's going to make more young people play, isn't it? Yeah. All right, that's Pauline's. I once met Terry Griffiths. <laughs> Go on. I couldn't believe it that he had um, he had AirPods in. <laughs> and I just was. And then you couldn't. I was you couldn't so believe impressed. he enjoyed the technology, or that you thought it was rude. No, 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 no. I I couldn't believe. I thought it was. Very progressive for someone of his age to be wearing AirPods. <laughs> how long ago was this? Well, how long have well, AirPods been around? I don't know. He's... Yeah, quite, it was quite early on because I remember being very impressed <laughs> that someone born in, as I'm honest with you, 1947. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's one of the older people that's got AirPods, I'd say. Did you know what? Terry Griffiths is 76. He looks older. Do, Do you, you think? think? You don't think he's... I would have guessed he was mid-eight, like at least ten years older than that. Terry Griffith is actually one of the people dancing in that um, iPod advert. <laughs> <laughs> Just his silhouette, but you can tell it's him. <laughs> Didn't you hate... I, I know this... It's, we, we, I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about this. But didn't you hate it when Terry Griffith's 1979 World Cup fi- World Championship final win was automatically downloaded onto your iPhone one morning? <laughs> I, I think it was a PR own goal for Terry Griffith. It, it like, in ways he surely must have anticipated. <laughs> Yeah, you do know that Terry Griffith is a brand ambassador for Apple. <laughs> he, uh, you know, Terry Griffith, and he actually wears the exact same waistcoat and tie every day because he doesn't want to use up um, mind space. He learned this from, from Steve Jobs. Did you did you find it distracting in the Steve Jobs film that you could just see Terry Griffiths in the background of almost every shot? <laughs> Yeah, it's very awkward, isn't it, when Terry Griffiths is leaning over to to bridge a long red, and then he gets a text on his Apple Watch in view of the keyboard. <laughs> I'd love to know what Terry Griffiths looked like. To, to, I, I, I suspect I would enjoy all this even more. It's mad, really, that the um, Apple snooker queue never caught on as much as the rest of the product line, isn't it? <laughs> Terry Griffiths is purely white snooker queue. <laughs> Getting a text on his snooker queue. <laughs> That's actually where he plays all his songs. 
can I just make a correction? Because I thought um, that Mark Williams is, is Matthew Stevens and Terry Griffiths are both from Carmarthenshire. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Important to okay. that. I don't want to. Yeah, but Ray Reardon's from Monmouthshire and Mark Williams is from Gwent. So that that's what I meant. Terry Griffiths and, uh, and Matthew Stevens. And uh, just one more correction. Terry Griffiths actually invented the iPhone. If we just make sure that people walk away from this. He sold his uh, Apple shares to Forrest Gump, didn't he? And there you go. There's a little tidbit of Private Lives Part 2. Parts 1 and 2 are now live on the Quickly Kevin fan club. We've got the quiz next week. We've got that Dean Saunders interview coming up. We've got a load of good stuff coming out this month on the fan club. What better time to join than now? To sign up, go to anotherslice.com forward slash quicklykevin or on your Apple podcast app. You can subscribe to the show and you will get loads of not only good stuff this month, but historically bonus episodes going way, way back that you've probably never even heard before. So do check them out. And don't forget, London Palladium this year in May. Have a Google. Quickly, Kevin, London Palladium. It will be a special night. We can't wait. We'll be back next week, possibly the quiz on Monday. Fingers crossed. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Robbie Slater, see you later. Quickly, Kevin. 